This is America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm Stephen Parr, your host. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Well, there's been a lot of news recently, and as a result, some important news, but not necessarily um, sexy news, has gotten lost, not really covered by the mainstream media. Uh, and it's it's about Hillary Clinton's scandals. I, and have to, at this point, it has to be plural. It's not just email scandal. It's scandals. You, you've got Benghazi. You've got the email. And then there's a corruption aspect to it as well. And it's it's not being really covered by the mainstream media. And I, I think in part of that is because the mainstream media is short attention span theater. Because most of these news networks are basically repeating the same news over and over and over every half hour all day long. And this scandal, what, what you say, well, Hillary had her own private email server, and you do that for a couple of days, and then you're like, I'm bored, and you move on. And, and these, it, in order to really figure out what's going on here, you, you really have to dig, you have to read, and reading's hard. Reading, boy, that's a lot of work. I'd much rather just cover Kardashian's latest selfie. Anyway, so Judicial Watch is an organization that really started all of this off. They are the ones who filed Freedom of Information requests. And by the way, these FOIA, Freedom of Information Act requests, they were doing that for previous presidents as well. It's just that under the Obama administration, there's been an unprecedented amount of resistance to Freedom of Information requests. Obama's administration has turned down 70% of all Freedom of Information requests that is a record, and it's not a good one. So as they turn these down, Judicial Watch says, no, 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 we as citizens of the United States are actually, we, we actually have the right to have access to the information we're asking for. So then they have to go to court and sue for it, and then they get it. And that's how this whole email thing came up, because they went and asked for Hillary Clinton's conversations with other people. State Department said he can't have that. Judicial Watch sued. And in the process of that suit, they found out, well, part of the reason why State Department turned it down is because State Department didn't have it because Hillary set up her illegal email server. See how this all began? Well, those emails continued to be released a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. And, it, and one of the things that's gotten missed by the mainstream media recently is the latest release of emails and what's in it. We, we already know... Hillary set up that private server, and she used it against agency policy and despite the warnings of security experts. She also received and sent classified information that was potentially damaging to national security and also potentially deadly for agents in the field, USA, CIA operatives, and their contacts all over the world. That we already knew. But in the last month, even more information comes out. Turns out Clinton refused to follow security procedures even when dealing with the NSA, the National Security Agency itself. Their policy is that when you, you come to their facility at Foggy Bottom, basically our national spy headquarters, 
then you cannot bring in any mobile communications device like an iPad or a cell phone or specifically BlackBerry because those devices might be hacked and then our enemies would be able to hack into the NSA from the inside. You must check those devices at the door. Clinton didn't want to do that. And she demanded that the NSA create a secure device for her, just like they did for President Obama. Well, the NSA denied her request and insisted that she follow the same rules as everyone else below the level of president. Hillary didn't. Here's the quote from Judicial Watch. These documents show that Hillary Clinton knew her BlackBerry wasn't secure. So then we have to ask, why did she use it to access classified information on her illicit email server? Look, in March 2009, her own staff, Eric Boswell, who was the Assistant Secretary for Diplomatic Security, Diplomatic Security, sent out an email warning to Clinton about using the BlackBerry at all. He said, quote, I cannot stress too strongly, however, that any unclassified BlackBerry is highly vulnerable in any setting to remotely and covertly monitoring conversations, retrieving emails, and exploiting calendars. All right, so in that picture where Secretary Clinton is sitting on the plane wearing her sunglasses and reading her BlackBerry, you've seen it, it's become memes. In that picture... It's possible some foreign agent not on the plane at the time would have had access to everything inside her BlackBerry at that moment. Clinton was warned about it, but she did it anyway. She accessed unsecure email on the BlackBerry, which is unsecure, and and she was using her unsecure email server at her house. We've got vulnerabilities all over the place. All right, the BlackBerry is one issue. Another is Sidney Blumenthal. Blumenthal is a Clinton pal going back to Bill Clinton's administration. But he's such a sketchy character that that Obama insisted Blumenthal not be a part of Hillary's staff as a condition of her becoming Secretary of State. This guy's so sketchy, Obama didn't want anything to do with him. All right. So Blumenthal wasn't on the government payroll and wasn't an official employee of the State Department. So why did he have access to top secret information? Again, Judicial Watch got the emails that show Blumenthal had top secret information about several things. Here's one in particular on Sudan. Let me quote a report from The Observer. Quote, specifically, this information was illegally lifted from four different NSA reports. All of them marked classified top secret slash special intelligence. It's word for word verbatim copying, one of them explained. In one case, an entire paragraph was lifted from an NSA report that was classified top secret slash special intelligence. An entire paragraph. How did, how did Hillary's sketchy pal Blumenthal get his hands on information that was top secret when he didn't have a security clearance and didn't work for the government in any capacity? Who gave him that information? Well, whoever did, whoever copied it from the top secret document, pasted it, sent it to Blumenthal so that Blumenthal could copy and paste it and send it to other people. Whoever did that should be in jail. 
Now, Blumenthal was emailing Clinton about this top secret information because he was trying to make money. Previously released emails showed Blumenthal was trying to get Mrs. Clinton's help for some business buddies of his to start buying and selling oil in Libya after Clinton's bombing campaign ousted Gaddafi. All right, so Clinton led the campaign to get rid of Gaddafi. That was successful, and then she's working with Blumenthal to create money deals for their pals. See, that piece of corruption leads to the next big item in the scandal, Clinton's use of the State Department to make money for her, quote, charity. I put, I'm doing air quotes, but I said quote because an air quote doesn't work on a podcast. Anyway, the, the, quote, charity Clinton Foundation. Here's the first paragraph of the press release from Judicial Watch. Quote, within two days of the deadly terrorist attack on Benghazi, Mohammed Youssef al-Maghariyaf, the president of Libya's National Congress, asked to participate in a Clinton Global Initiative function and, quote, meet President Clinton. Those emails also show that Hillary Clinton had her staff at the State Department coordinate with their staff at the Clinton Foundation to give special thanks and recognition to individuals and corporations that gave money to the Clinton Foundation. So the Secretary of State was using her office to give favors to individuals and organizations and seven foreign governments, including Algeria, Kuwait, Qatar, Oman, who contributed money to her family's charity. Judicial Watch says in total there were more than 200 instances of conflict of interest and more than $48 million funneled into the Clinton Foundation as a direct result of those conflicts. Why should this woman be president? The facts are she used her position as Secretary of State to give public favors in exchange for private money. She disobeyed rules and regulations that applied to every other person working in government and as a result exposed national secrets, putting lives in danger for the sake of her personal convenience. This is an individual who does not believe that the rules and laws apply to her. Why should we put her in charge of executing the laws of the entire nation when she can't follow those that specifically apply to her? How far has the Democrat Party fallen that their champion for commander-in-chief is the most corrupt public servant since the Teapot Dome scandal? in the 1920s. And you wonder why Trump is doing so well. Part of his rise is because Americans know Hillary Clinton can be bought for a few million dollars. At least if Trump gets bought, it will cost a lot more than 48 million. Well, thanks for listening. If you like these podcasts, please share them with your friends on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can always do so on my website, americaonpar.com. I'm Stephen Parr, and I can still see old glory flying over me.